Touche. Welcome to the Rogue Agents podcast, where we are constantly changing things up and we're never on time. Uh, I am. Uh, what we did it, boys. Considered <laughs> Sam <laughs> and Joey. And um, if everybody in your vehicle or wherever you're listening to this, just go ahead and sing Sam a good happy birthday because apparently it is his birthday. Oh, he you. told none of us. Um, that's, that's my secret. That's my secret, Cap. <laughs> It's always so, my birthday. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a <ruse. laughs> So, every wish with Sam a happy birthday, and um, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, I guess let's go ahead and get the announcements out of the way. I think that's a good idea before I forget because I will announce away. Forget. Um, first things first. Everybody hasn't noticed we have a new logo, courtesy of Joey going through and working on getting this set up for us. It looks great. It's very modern and very, you know, just you could say. I love it's it. Very... We're all Luke Cage now. It feels yeah. fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was real funny. Um, I had I got a message from uh Deluca right, and he's like, I woke up this morning and I thought somehow in my sleep I joined a Raid Shadow Legends Discord. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, that's great. Um, but no, it's great. Uh, it's all part of using our own images instead of copying, and it's and I, I like it. It's, it's very, very simple. Very, very. Would you say it's about being innovative and original? Is uh, that, it is innovative and original. I think. I think it might it, be onto it, something. You might be onto something. Uh, other announcements we have: we will be revamping our Patreon. We finally determined what we want to do with it, and just to run down. Real quick and easy, tier one, one dollar, gain access to our Patreon Discord channel, uh, where basically it's just a patrons only Discord channel where we discuss, have fun, and chit chat. Uh, the other thing is, is all of these tiers will get you access to our quarterly giveaway that my wife really wanted to do, so we're putting that in here, and she will be in charge of that, not Sam or myself. Uh, <laughs> so... in her capable hands. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and to be completely honest, um, she picked out some really cool stuff for the first one. Um, uh, like, like it's actually really cool stuff, but I actually want all of it. Um, and yeah. Uh, tier two will be $3. You get the same perks as tier one. Plus you get access to a bonus episode. We will promise that we will do one bonus episode per month, uh, but there might be more. We'll see what happens. Uh, kind of the same concept that we did with the rogue support. And we're going to hit it at least once a month. If we do more, we do more. Um, and then as well, if we need a fill-in host, we will also look at Tier 2 and Tier 3 for people to join us for doing an extra spot. And then our Tier 3 is all of the above, plus you get to do our new Challenge of the Month. Instead of doing Challenge of the Week or anything like that, we're going to do Challenge of the Month. We're creating a challenge. will be basically you're challenging the listeners and the cast to do something different with the roster, whether to say you have to play with X character or or without X character, um, whatever it wants to be. Basically trying to get people to play different things and going back to what the original challenge was meant to be, but kind of just including you guys more in it. And that's kind of what the Patreon tiers are going to be going to. There'll be a link in the description if you would like to support the show. Uh, moving on, challenge of the month <laughs> is basically going to be <laughs> us putting out a new challenge. And uh, we're going to be essentially like challenging each other and saying like, Oh my God, I did this. This worked out. And like, tell your story of how it worked out for you. Uh, get people excited about trying different things. And that's what we really want to be doing with this little segment here. 
Uh, would you say a month? Because that way it gives you more time to try and do it. And let's we'll start with that and see how it goes. Uh, the next thing we have coming on the lines, and that we're still working on this, but we're going to be doing a bingo card. A bingo card will basically be... We're going to do this once per quarter. We'll have a specific bingo card where you have to do different things across your community, whether this be a spot of bringing somebody new into the game, giving a demo to somebody, um, doing different types of things like this. We are still working on getting the first bingo card set up. It'll be a once a quarter, and the first person to complete their bingo card each quarter will earn a special prize. Again, the prize will be ran by my wife because I can't manage that. Uh <laughs> But the bingo cards, a lot of cool ideas we've got coming along and stuff that we want to do. Uh, really just community building and um, stuff along those lines. Do you guys have anything you want to add to that? Uh, I'm really I'm glad that I don't have to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no logistics for me. That's the way to do it, Correct. right? Correct. All right. Yep. Uh, and then I guess we can get on to the show, our uh, little beginning section, hot takes, cold drinks. I got myself, I'm still drinking this Legend Brewing Company because it still has some Hazy Days IPA with a unicorn on it. It's still trippy. Um, and I got some more of this. So ever since Nova, I've really, like, Sam got me drinking these. And I, they're just, they're nice. They're like the little big thing IPAs, Sierra Nevada. They're actually really good. I enjoy it's them. fun because it's a it's pretty fresh, right? Because it's like they've got a brewery yeah. right in in Asheville, so even yeah. though like they've got multiple, but like you should be getting pretty fresh beer with those if you're on the East Coast. Absolutely. In the, in this area. And then um, as far as playing, I'm still just rocking X Force and fine tuning what I want X Force to be doing for me, and working on a little bit of Midnight Suns on the side, dealing with this whole three roster with no crossover thing. And I've also kind of been toying with Brotherhood as the third until I get to see what the rest of the foes that are coming get to do. Then they'll be my third once they are out. Um, so yeah, X-Force, nice. Sons, and foes is the goal. But for now, it's X-Force, Sons, and Brotherhood. And then wearing, I got the sick cable shirt. I was say, yeah. Just like, what is this so shirt? So cool. <laughs> I love this shirt. Like, this seems like my new tournament shirt. Uh, what you got going on, Sam? Oh, me next? All right. Uh, I'm drinking some Habitual Ritual. It's a really uh, awesome stout if you're into the the darker, thicker end of beer. (laughs) And uh, I have continued to uh, play some Black Order because I'm addicted to that that life. I just love it so much. Um, And I didn't play any X-Men this week. I still haven't put the Inhumans on the table, but I want to. And I am immediately, as of today, inspired to play Convocation again. So go. <laughs> I'm going to put some wizards back together. And I think that's going to be my, my number two team in the, uh, in the old 30 with no overlap. I have some fun with that. That's me. I have Joey. to say, oh, I, I, uh, I want to say something real quick. Um, uh, I had a, I have had a stout one time in my life and that was when I was time. 16. Yeah. My 16th birthday. Um, my dad, my, my stepdad rather, He's like, what do you, what do you want to drink? And I was like, I thought it was a test. I was like, you're, you're joking, right? Like, what, like, what do I want to drink? He's like, well, I guess you get some Coke or something, some Coca Cola. He's like, no, like, what do you want to drink? Uh, like, like, well, what would be, what would be good with this? I don't know what beer would be good with a, cause he had gotten like ribeyes and like going all out, like big old steak and potatoes and, oh. 
Uh, he's like, it's your 16th birthday. What do you want? And I'm like, well, what would go good with a, uh, a good steak like this? And he's like, you know, a really good steak pairs really nicely with a stout. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I believe you. I, I have, I have no knowledge of beer. Um, so we get the stout and we dirt drinking it. And I, I still at this point, like I, I, I'm thinking it's a test. Like, do I, can I drink a beer with my dad here? Like what, what am I doing? Um, and then I have a sip of it and I'm just like, this is disgusting. Like, this is like the worst <laughs> taste of my life. And, uh, and then at, after we finished the six pack of it, he's just like, that was probably the worst beer I've ever had. Uh, like it was just a bad, like not good tasting stout. Do you and think that you I, got I a just, bad stout or do you think that like stouts are bad? Cause no, that, I got a, I got a bad stout. Cause there's ways. times where I see that where it's like, that's a coffee stout. And I'm like, that sounds delicious. Um, and I just think back to that. And I think stout and I just like, my mind just immediately goes up. Yeah. Like, no, like I can't, <laughs> I can't drink that. Like traumatized for life of stouts. Definitely not for everyone. Um, Wisconsin does a lot of stouts and porters, and I think that's where I, I, I picked up this this part of the uh, the beer flavor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love porter. Like I, I enjoy a porter, okay. which is like what makes it tells me like I'd probably like a good stout. It's just that was probably a terrible stout that was probably bottom shelf, and he just bought it because it was there at the grocery store. Like, I feel like you can't go into stouts. Like wanting a beer, you go into stouts like wanting, like a stout. Like you, you, yeah. have, you, you, you if you go in one set of expectations, you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> well, at that point in my life, I had only been exposed to like Coors Light, Bud Light, for sure, like high school party, you know. Um, so going in and being like. This is disgusting. Uh, but it just, it, I, every time I think back about that, I would just think about like, I'm 16 years old. My stepdad is testing me to see what I know about beer. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, this has been the, the beer corner. Uh, Joey, how, what have you been up to? What's, what's going on with you? Oh, same old. I've been getting fewer, few games far in between, but uh, tried the new Modoc. There was a couple, couple cats were talking about that in Discord, so I ran him with Blob as his little... Reverse bodyguard, so that was pretty fun. Pushing people away. But uh did that, did some more foes, finally got the real doc put together instead of having to use the old model. There you um go. Yeah, super hyped on those. And been toying around with Shield also. Shield seems pretty fun, so those are the main ones main ones I've been getting into. Yeah, I feel like with Iron Man looking over your shoulder like that, you're going to have to play a lot more Iron Man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and Even when he was playing the, Sons, uh, he was playing oh, yeah. Buster. The Hall of Armor, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you say that Iron Man is one of your favorite superheroes? Mm, I don't know. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a whole Iron Man body sleeve underneath this city. <laughs> Yeah, the case only has fourteen thousand dollars worth of Iron Man figures in it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, so your favorite is obviously Cable. Uh, That's true. He's in the Shield list. Fair enough. <laughs> the most splashable character of twenty twenty three. Hey, he's so sufficient, man. What do you want? I can't. I can't blame you. 
All right, uh, so let's go ahead and get into uh, the episode. This one, we're going to be doing up a follow-up of what we were talking about two weeks ago with the extracts. We had people hit us up saying, could you guys please go go more in-depth with Secures? You guys did a great job talking about extracts, and you kind of glossed over Secures, and I would love it if you could talk about Secures. We're like, you know, okay, yeah, we could do this. Um, There's also a um, listener question that came up and I think we're going to kind of hit this. There's two listener questions that came up talking about Secures. So we'll hit those two as well. If you guys have any listener questions, you would like to get answered by the end of the pod. Uh, go ahead and please let us know. Uh, and let's go ahead and get on with the Secures. Um, so kind of talking about, I guess, picking up from the last episode or two episodes ago. Um, I'm very much of the opinion that Secures are like they, they define placement of your game, uh, even demons, because demons means you're probably not going to be in the middle because nobody <laughs> wants to be incinerated. Uh, it's still dictating your placement on the board. Would you guys agree with that statement? You're setting the battlefield, yeah. Yep. The shape of the fight. Mm-hmm. And even the style of the fight, because the flip security yeah. versus the stand arounds, like that's a different, those are different fights. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so you have a um, big agreement there. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody disagree with this to make some content going on here? Uh, so yeah, I guess nope. we're all in agreement that a secure breed dictates your position on the board, whether that be pay to flip, center line, uh, where you don't want to be or where you do want to be, as well as um, dictating positioning for your movement on where you're going to be. Am I going to be forward of this spot or am I going to be behind this spot and allow my opponent to smack me or not hit me because they kind of want to get here too. Um, and it kind of creates some questions that you can ask of your opponent by going to either max of one towards your opponent, opening them up to hit you in most cases or being the back. You're closer to your side of one forcing them to be like, cool, I'm going to have to like double move to get there. And a very few people can actually hit this person, especially if they have stealth. Um, do you guys have anything you want to add to that? I mean, do you, I think the secures are incredibly important picks when you're putting your, your roster together. There are times that I have built my rosters just based around secures. Like I have picked the secures that I thought that no one wanted to play on and just been like, nobody wants to play on these. So what does, and then just, you know, trying to work through what I thought would be good using those secures and, and just kind of bringing those. And I, I think that's a really interesting exercise. It's probably worth doing again right now because everything, you know, feels so fresh. Uh, But when you guys look at secures, Right. So we just described like, you know, these are your you know two options for placement. Right. But like it's more than that because it's like, well, are you picking like more fighty aggressive secures or are you picking more spread secures? And if you're picking spread, like what's your plan? So when you guys are picking your secures, what do you think is the target in roster creation? Like what's your when you look at your secures, what do you want to bring? How how team centric is that for you? How like personal as a player is that to you? I, I guess one. I'll go. Uh, okay, so it's, it's actually super easy for me for X Force uh, specifically. 
Uh, Sons, I have a little more issues with this, but X Force, I try to put it in a spot. One, do I have an advantage on this on the secure? Uh, Scoundrels is a great example of this because X Force has the leadership to where they can ignore cover if they're within range three. Uh, the other cool thing with X Force is most of their characters are going to have a placement off of that attack, which means they're going to ignore cover on the second attack as well. So they get to move in, take a shot at you, get placed, and then now they're ignoring cover because they're with you on the point. Uh, so X-Wars kind of is able to abuse and utilize scoundrels to that matter. So that's why I like scoundrels. Uh, other things that I look at is where is my opponent going to be on the table? I definitely think X-Wars has a huge center line advantage where they're a lot of, they're able to put a lot of pressure onto the center line. So I love stuff like meteors, intrusions, um, Anything that's like a, that C shape to where I'm able to get in there. I know Meteors isn't a C anymore, but it's close enough that it doesn't really matter. Um, but it, like it's, I'm looking at where is my opponent going to be at the end of round one after they've moved? Where can I get targets to actually get attrition on and stuff like this? Where it's like with, I'm looking at Suns, I don't really have that per se because I'm not pushing an attrition envelope as nearly as much as I am with X-Force. I'm not like, cool, I can get up here and just murder things right away because they're going to be locked in here if they want to be scoring points. With Midnight Suns, it's more of... I have mobile pieces, so D's pretty cool. Um, I really don't want to be on this. And I feel like I'm more struggling to finalize my secures with Midnight Suns because I'm not able to be like, well, this feels bad i don't really want to play this one okay this feels bad i don't want to play this one at x-force i'm very much just like i don't care like put me on it put me in coach um but like I, I definitely think it's very much like where do i want to be to position my strengths and abuse my opponent's weaknesses is something that goes into a lot of consideration for me on the map shape for my secures more so than what the map is actually doing uh the shape is really what I pay attention to the most. Okay. Yeah. Same with me. I do. Um, my main thing I look at is what is first of all, what affiliation obviously, and then kind of go what they are. They specifically are good at like, uh, Holy Mac. And I was talking about webs in there. Webs. Obviously I'd like to spread out as much as possible. Um, same with suns. Honestly, I like, I like the B maps personally with suns. Um, I like to be able to kind of get in and get out or they're, they're pretty mobile as well. Um, the, a lot of the sun's rosters that I ran have a lot of range control. So Mm -hmm. being able to push people away before they're able to get to me, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely capitalizing on things that your team specifically is good at. And especially a lot of the pieces in your roster that you know, you're going to drop every turn Mm -hmm. or, well, not necessarily every, every game, but, a lot of the more common pieces that you're going to drop. So you definitely pick some stuff that they, that they uh, shine on. I agree. I think that for, uh, especially with black order, um, I've played on almost everything. Um, I've included in the roster at one point or another, almost every secure. I don't, except for the flips. <laughs> I've included meteors, but not <laughs> spider portals or mutant madman. Uh, just cause I don't think that they're, in any way advantaged on those. And there's definitely, what's interesting to me is that like you can, your secures are not only going to dictate, you know, like we talked about how it dictates how the battle is fought as well. 
And so you can bring other things in. You can force that more central fight, or you can try to spread things out on Ds. And I think that right now, I think the D maps are in a really, really interesting place with how many really good things are are out there that all kind of excel at a uh, a compact game. Like when we're fighting over like an like an E or a C. Like there's a there's a lot of a lot of teams are very good at those. Do you ever worry about bringing something that's forcing more of a central brawl that you're disadvantaging yourself against a a more apex predator? I kind of looked at it a little bit different with that, like with the ease. I find myself I do I do more now because I'm trying to do different things, but with ease and more more compact maps, I don't take them because I know other people do. So I like the more spread out stuff. And if I have to fight on those, then, you know, so be it. But usually when I'm building the rosters, I go, I go spread. I spread out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I won't bring something unless I feel like I'm, I'm playing it for a reason. I'm not going to bring something that I feel like I'm okay at. Uh, I'm going to bring something that I have a plan for and something that I know I'm going to be advantaged on in most cases. Now there's going to be some cases where you're going to have to make concessions. Um, but like, let's say like I'm, I'm playing X force. I, I don't play gamma and I don't play demons because I don't want to go against those teams that kill better than me on gamma and demons. I want to split them up to where I can like pick off who I need to pick off when I need to pick them off and not be like, cool, let's do this. Um, let's play your game. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a yeah. fan of playing that game to where I'm forced into, well, let's, let me just hope I don't get mowed down everywhere. Uh, but you're going to have those games where they win priority and they want to play on their secures. And that's where like extract choice really kind of goes into that where it's like, I'm playing senators. Uh, are you going to spread to the wind? And I have, there's enough, there's enough extract points on the table that are you going to be able to keep up with your demons on the table? You're going to have to move away and bounce around and chase me down if you want to, um, because I'm just scoring too much. And that that's just kind of goes into the combination of like your overall crisis selection. But no, I don't want to bring something that I'm going to give somebody a severe advantage on. I want to either impose a negative onto my opponent or at least make it fair, as fair as possible. Do you think that that can change with the meta? I think it can. Absolutely, that's absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, there was a time where there was a time where everybody was saying third secure, just make it demons because it's the most fair and it slows the game down <laughs> and it, it's fine. And then right. Cosmic Ghost Rider comes out and Bill comes out and it's like, <laughs> okay, don't play All demons right. anymore. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, 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 and the, like that was the same thing for um, I think riots for a long time was very much like this mm-hmm. is a very fair scenario, and everybody gets healing factor now off of the riots, and then it was like cool, don't play riots because now you're going against Sam Spam who has the mobility to hit these and be annoying, <laughs> um, and then for a while it was um, Madman because yes, it's a pay to flip, but it's so spread out that you're able to really like. Everybody's fine on Mad Men. It never was like there was a dominant force on Mad Men. Sure, X Men have first class, but it's like, like they're not going to go. At, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, it's very 
weird to see an excellent player send somebody other than like a lizard or now a Colossus over to like my Madman side. And at that point it's like, like that's like a one case situation in a field of 22, 23 affiliations. Um, so it's very much everybody's good at Madman. Like everybody is good at it. It's, it's the hammers of, of secures. Secures. (laughs) Almost every team can put a team on Madman. That's like, all right, I got like two to three, four physical defense dudes here. I got my, my medium base medium mover who just like, you know, is around for whatever reason. And then you're like, okay, like, let's do this. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Madman's like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like only black order is bad at those. <laughs> yeah. And even then so, you've got options now with Corvus lead stuff where you can just offset the power. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to like, dictate like that. But what I did want to kind of show there was that there is something with picking secures that is almost more integral to roster building than with extracts with extracts. It's like, am I bringing a first turn play? Yes or no. Am I bringing eyes on the prize and someone who can play it? Like, yes or no. Am I trying to, you know, run fast extracts or slow extracts? Like, like it's not as it's not anywhere near as integral as I feel like secures are secures are like, defining to your roster. Well, it's defining where you want to, it's, it's defining, as we talked about at the very beginning, like it's defining where you want to be and where you want to be yeah. is going to be enabling what you can accomplish. So I could agree with that 100%. But you're arguably, your playmaking plays, your game-winning plays mm-hmm. lie in extracts. Um, your consistency lies in secures. Yeah, I think pay to flip skew that a little bit because they're a little bit yeah, harder fair, to, fair. to do crazy things where you're like, oh, I just scored sword. all four of these this turn. Isn't that nuts? Just by sword. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like, like kingpin leadership, right? Like you're not like you, you are considering the secures that you're bringing when you include that leader. In your roster. I mean, even if you're not, even if you're like, if you're going to an event, you're planning. Okay, can I win against Kingpin on this? That that question comes up for every single event I go to. Is can I win against the Kingpin game with these secures? Like, am I just giving them what they want? Uh, can I can I beat Kingpin on Infinity? Can I beat Kingpin on Scoundrels? Can I beat Kingpin on Intrusions? Um, but sometimes it's no. Like, and I'm just like, do I just bite the bullet and? <laughs> Like, like running, like, yeah, like, like running extremists, right? If Sam's not super popular, or like you know, my <laughs> I'm gonna call it infamous, even though only like 30 people in the entire world like know anything about it. My infamous punt to Web Warriors at Nova a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> infamous. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh, okay, this isn't really like I'm bad against that with this, but nobody plays yep. that, so I'm just gonna bring what I want to instead. I think that's like something worth. I mean, now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go to Europe and be playing nothing but what wars. That's for. Um, but it's like I think it's definitely something worth looking at, and that is looking at the two extremes. I think the two extremes are probably going to be kingpin for your standing secures, um, and then I guess criminals in general because what well, doesn't new Modoc do something with secures as well? Um, this no. is objectives, period. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Well, never mind. Forget if, me that. If he would have um, given like extra hits for flips, it would have been amazing. That would have been a bonkers leadership ability. Then, <laughs> like, it's already like good. Great, it's awesome. Great <laughs> that would be just insane. Um, but you got things to consider, like uh, first class with X Men, and what advantage you're getting on that. Are you giving X Men just a straight up like two point lead because they can actually uh, interact with two different points, um, whether right. it be a pay to flip and a extract or two pay to flips? Um, like these type of things really need to come up in your questioning of the, t- the extremes on taking too many non pay to flip versus pay to flip and what the meta looks like as far as what you are considering. I think that's super important. So, I mean, let's talk about like actual, like on the table stuff now then, right? Cause like you're not bringing this, if it's not this, if you can't bring Kingpin on it, if you can't beat Kingpin on it, you either have to reconcile yourself to that or, uh, you, you have to have a plan, or, you know, or just <laughs> don't run it. <laughs> a valid plan. <laughs> But like, what about so secures flip secures and stand secures, right? Secure secures. What do we call those? Normal secures, secure secures, yeah, secures. standing secures, <laughs> standing, standing <laughs> secures. So standing secures. Those are different games. Why are they different games? You gotta you be stand there. there. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> to stand there. Just get it. Right? Just get uh, it. I feel like the flip secures games are a lot more mobile. There's a lot, yeah. a lot. I don't want to say less attacking, but you're definitely um, more models on Flips the and table plants. tend to be and, ad, advantageous. Flips, Flips and, and plants. Flips and plants. And plants. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand there and Thank wait you to die, please. Um, uh, you, got a, you bring up a good point, though. It's very much like... <sighs> I kind of disagree, though. It's a good point, but I disagree uh, because of the okay. fact that when I have a pay-to-flip... I'm very much like, okay, I flip this. I'm going to rotate and go kill this guy now. And I'm attacking more because I'm trying to push my opponent around the table in like their positioning to where I can just bully a point to where I'm like, cool, I deleted this sure. flank and now I can just leave it and go kill more. Um, like pay to flips are great for attrition teams in that aspect. Like a Scott, uh, X-Men blue, uh, like kill team with first class. It seems really, really fun. Uh, because they would just go around and just abusing and bullying, and then they have a good lead because they had first class. They're able to do everything they need with no concession. And they get that power refund, potentially. <laughs> yeah. So my, my point is, is less that it's like not like more fighting. It's that you need more bodies in general. Because you yep. need more actions. You, 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 yeah, I was going to say, you're sacrificing actions to get the movement to flip also. Mm-hmm. And arguably... People, I was going to say, like, like arguably, like... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Delay. I think there's a delay going on. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, I definitely think that, like, it, it boggles me. We've talked about this multiple times, is why didn't people just move to a pay-to-flip meta over the past year instead of just feeding into the demons and gamma and researcher because if i'm playing like i don't know like cosmic portal not cosmic portal but uh spider portals and meteors and uh mutant madmen i'm not giving malekith red school what they want at all and like arguably putting them on a back foot like why why wasn't that space pushed instead of just 
feeding them by like I guess I'm running demons because I'm putting Malekith in my list now too. Um, that was one of those things too, where like everybody <laughs> thinks they're good on hammers, so everyone thinks they're good on those crisis when they're actually not. So there there was more of those. I think I like that part that, of that was a bigger part of so for for my part of that equation. My concerns were that number one, uh, Sam is very good at all of those flips, and mm-hmm. if you're in like a kill meta, then you're in a Sam meta, like a, a nascent or <laughs> otherwise <laughs> growing Sam meta, right? Until it gets its final form, and then Sam wins everything again. But which is what happened. Uh- <laughs> the, the, the hardest part. It's, it's just what keeps happening. <laughs> like we just yeah, keep going. Equalizer. Great. <laughs> Sam's really good at those flips. But um, if you're not going against Sam, if you are going against one of those, you know, more uh, aggressive lists and you wind up winning priority, picking your secures, putting out your flips, you still wind up playing at 15 on Researcher, which like isn't a great feeling either. Right. Because like now you're still playing that that, the gamma game, basically, that you were trying to avoid by picking your secures. Like, like, I don't want to play on gamma or demons. Oh, I'm still playing on gamma or demon like equivalent that's possibly even harder to deal with because now you're at 15 points and they're just trying to kill you and you have to try and run around and and do stuff. And there are teams that can do it. Right. But now it's like, well, what were you built for? Because this isn't what you wanted to build for. I don't know. That's, that's why I think that that they didn't take off quite as much as they did otherwise. But I do think that Mm -hmm. people like when, when the meta gets too killy, look at flip secures and going wide. And that's like just a, that's a general approach, but that, that goes into, you know, something that we talked about during the, <laughs> the dark days. It's <laughs> basically just like when like you have to make concessions, right. At the competitive level to play the game competitively. If the meta is doing something that you don't like, you know, if, if the meta is too killy for your tastes, then you have to make concessions to play the game that you still want to play. And that can sometimes dictate what you get to play at all. Yeah, a large part it is a large part of that. It would be your crisis. You would have to concede some of your different crises that you want to take. But we're also all lazy, and we listen to what other people say about this game. And so, <laughs> I mean, there was a time. There was a time where you and I were pushing. Hey, play D's and pay to flips. Play D's yeah. and pay to flips, and we were pushing that hard. Um, and then we just kind of quieted ourselves and stopped pushing that envelope like you and i were pushing like playing it but we stopped pushing it as hard i um, stayed <laughs> <laughs> how, I, honestly like, like how did how did that work out for you like in all honesty i like it a lot that's what i was telling like earlier when i was talking about the suns when i first started getting real heavy into suns like a couple years ago that's i stayed there was minimum 2d maps in a in a b the B would kind of switch to different things, but ultimately I landed on two D maps and a B, and it, I like I like it a lot. Yeah, but I did two, two Bs and a D with, with X Men when I was playing X Men a while back. Like I think that just a combination of nice, good spread scenarios. But um, yeah, I think B, Bs are slowly becoming more of my favorite. I like well, obviously, if you have the mobility, but I like being able to just collapse one whole side and just get over to the other one. Just kind of just rotate the entire fight. 
I mean, sometimes you could play on a B and it's just like playing on an E though. Because you're just like, like you each have like one, oh, one those two. just like hanging out over here. And then the yeah, but that, that's okay. That's the stalemate. Out on the other side. Yeah. yeah, that's the stalemate. And then your rest of your roster is on the other side. Let's eat each other. So, all right. So with flip secures though, like they're not, I mean, the elephant in the room with flip secures is that there's no sure things in, in flip secures. Mm-hmm. Like no. sword is the closest, <laughs> but it, it's like, it has the opposite problem then because like yeah. the last player to go is just a 50%. He just got a, they, they just have a 50% shot at mm-hmm. like, you know, winning that round in points, uh, possibly on more than one of the points. Whereas most of the other ones, it's like, okay, uh, well you just, this, this in, in, a, in a normal game of MCP, this would be your point, but now it's not for the second turn in a row. <laughs> It's a thing that does have four defense dice. <laughs> right? It's like now you've taken two damage and you're just like not scoring any points from it. To be fair, I have not played Sword since it changed. I keep throwing it into my lists and then I'm like, no, no, no. I got I got bad touch too hard by Sword. Uh, like I'm I, I feel like I'm just too afraid to play it. I have not played Sword since they updated it and um I like played a handful of games on it, and it is. They were very dynamic games. Is about all I can say about it. That sounds about right. <laughs> I played a couple as well. They 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 end up being pretty fun games, but yeah, yeah there's like it's, some of the objective stuff is like, damn it, it's a, it'll get your blood pumping. That's for sure. Because like, right. if if it's like a parody game where like nobody can really get ahead, like the end of every round is just like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> clench, clench, and hope. All right. So how do we, how do we talk about standing on secures to make it sound strategic? Activation orders, uh, right? Like that's activation that's order. Uh, I, I that's something that's like probably slept on to be honest is the activation order, and more so in the aspect of your opponent's activation order, uh, paying attention to what characters they have and what displacement, the tools that they have and yep. where you need to be at the end of the round. Cause a lot of times I'll be going. And the next thing I know, I'm very much like, Oh crap. <laughs> I activated everybody on this side of the table. Mm-hmm. Now and now he's just going to go. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think that's a big piece of it too, is understanding that you can't just activate a full side of the table unless your opponent already has. And then you're just free game. Like you're just like, cool, my opponent messed up here. I'm able to go in and just clean sweep this side now. Um, and, and finding those opportunities too. Like if my opponent activated their whole side of the table and they have nobody right. else that could get over here. Like that's um, your turn now. Your time to shine yeah. over there. Which also means it's not a priority. Like exactly. What yeah, else do you have to do on the other side of the table still? <laughs> yeah, now you can let them hang it's... out to the end. I think that's a, a key thing for the the standing secures is you're able to like being able to realize when those those pieces arrive where it's like cool I have two models on this side and my opponent only has one that has left to activate I can hold off on this side for a hot minute and not really care um, now that's gonna very dependent on what that one character is. Like, let's say that one character is Logan, and I have both of my characters racked and stacked within range three of Logan, and that might be a time to go on that side. Um, one, one size does not fit all here. 
Um, but it's like analyzing what is happening on the table in the board state of what is actually needed. And it's like if I have a, let's just say I have my opponent has a Shuri on that side of the table and that's all they have. And I have two characters left to activate. That side of the table can just stay. And I'm going to go and try and work on the other side of the table and make actionable um, actions. <laughs> like like forward momentum, right? And that's like that's the name of the game when it comes to it is how am I achieving forward momentum here? And if you're not, then you're probably going to start losing. Uh, you need to constantly have that forward momentum with a score. What if you don't? Then you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Crying is is a valid response, but it's not an effective strategy. That's something that I well, found. no, no yeah. one went you to know. not leave the point. Also, is kind of a big deal. Yeah, like or, the the points that the points that you have. Yeah, exactly. Either way, vice versa. But yeah, no one went to not sacrifice the point that you're on to try to get somebody up on that one. <clears throat> or knowing when to dive, like knowing when to dive. Like let's say we're playing gamma. And I have an opportunity to dive on my opponent's gamma because they left it empty. Uh, mm-hmm. That's huge. Like, and that's it's probably like probably the best case or best talking point when we're looking at this because there's only three points, right? Uh, but one is worth two. And if I leave my back point empty, does my opponent have the opportunity to get in there and then me not go back and backfill? Um, that's that's a huge mistake I see a lot of times. Holy Mackinac says play Colossus. Uh, fair. Uh, <laughs> and Blob. Don't forget Blob. Blob? Yeah. Blob's been slept on. I feel like I don't see enough Blob. I don't know why. I keep it's, looking at his card and I'm like... I loved him since yeah. he came out, man. Good. Um, I, I very much I look at Blob and I look at his character and I think how is Blob not talked about as a splash character more than Pyro like he got outshined Blob. by Pyro initially and then that wave never went away <laughs> no it didn't but like arguably Blob I mean like arguably the like Blob impacts like I, Pyro like Pyro interacts with extracts too well and Blob interacts yeah. with secures extremely well um, it does, yeah. I, so something to think about on on that front is you have a lot more agency with Pyro than you do with Blob. Your opponent has yeah. a fair amount of control over what Blob is doing. Another thing with with Blob is he is a short mover, which can be a detriment. And we'll talk about that. On top of that, <laughs> <laughs> people are really averse to two defense stats, and he's got two of them. Right, so that's another reason. Just playing with but, cable. Just playing with cable. Uh, We're strange. The, You're fine. The agency <laughs> aspect <laughs> that I want to get back to is that yeah, yeah, you have to have the last activation, and you have to have saved it for blob, right? Or like to be clear out on a side something that your opponent has control over, so you don't necessarily have that agency. Your agency is that you get to make that decision. You could be like, I'm going to try to hold blob for last. And your opponent can either see that, ignore it, or play around it. And if you're like in one of those like four activations to five because somebody got dazed, or you like otherwise brought an attrition team, and your opponent was wider than you, then like you lose that opportunity with Blob. So like that's another thing where it's like the secures that you're playing on and your strategy on them is something that is baked into the roster you put the the, the team you put on the table. Yeah. It's in your roster and it's on the team you're putting on the table. So. Like maybe bringing Blob with something in your head that was like, oh, this will be really smart because like, I'll have like a, a really good control piece on these secures. And then you're not playing that game actually on the table. So now you kind of wasted those points. 
don't know. That's, I wanna, that's what I think about that. I want to hit on some of what Mackinac has been saying for a while now because we keep ignoring him here. Uh, <laughs> um, he's like over here, like chatting away and we're just going on and going on. Uh, I want to start with secures can impact your choice of leadership, tactics, cards, etc. And absolutely. Um, I do think though that more people lean into extract centric, <clears throat> uh, extract centric tactics cards more so than secure ta- uh, centric tactics cards. Uh, but like when I think about it, uh, fallback, in my opinion, could very much well be a secure centric tactic card. It could also be a extract tactic card, but I, I like to think of it more as like I'm going to use this to get back onto a point for somebody I overextended. Um, mission objective. Absolutely. Warpath is another one. Extract Warpath is great for that, but it's like you look at what's what tactic cards you're taking, and I feel like more people focus on the extract game than they do the secure mm-hmm. game. And positioning cards, um, when arguably even cards that could be used in this way are never used in this way. I'm going to Heroes for Hire Luke Cage, and then I have an opportunity to put him on the secure oh, point, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> like, And I see it all the time. I see people Heroes for Hire Luke Cage, and they have the opportunity to put him onto a point, yep. and then they just put him there. Uh, they just Red Guardian is even, they even more of an example of that in X Men specifically, where he because he can like place and set up a whole storm hop with his range two place. Yeah. Range two, yeah, right. Like he's just like hold on, <laughs> <laughs> like that's hold massive. Up, <laughs> like you, you've got to be you, you've got to be including that in in what you're playing when you're playing it. Like, um, and then Holy Macanon says I use face me to counter eyes on the prize. Like face me is also great for uh, secure play. If we're playing a standing secure, I can use face me for a pseudo deception type card where I'm pulling somebody off of a point. Um, but you don't see it used in this way. You see it used in a way that's like, like I feel like people focus in on tactics cards to enhance their extract game and never focus yeah. on tactics cards to enhance their secure game. I'm not going to argue with you. I would say that you could also look at cards like Indomitable and Sacrifice as being secure base cards. I right? can like, those that. Are, like if you've got an injured character, like sometimes it's better just to keep someone healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just like, well, mm-hmm. that's all right. Uh, we're just going to keep this guy healthy because that's the stage of the game we're in now. So we're going to sacrifice this hit. It's the only one that's coming in. Over here. Examples of cards other than Indom. Uh, I I would arguably say, like we said, Warpath, Fallback, Fallback. Um, Escort, Escort Safety is a good way. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I in the Sky, right? I in the Sky is like the most flexible. Um, I mean, even characters can be the same way. Mm-hmm. Lifesaver can, can do just the same mm-hmm. thing. It is. There's multiple yeah. things, and I think a lot of times people focus on convocation. I need leadership. to save <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Midnight Suns leadership. Um, I I do think that people focus though on extracts so much, and they end up like yeah. That's what you're talking how they utilize it. Uh, example headmistress. That's a good example as well. Um, I just feel like people when they use these extra little abilities, they're too focused on either saving their own skin. That they don't see, like, cool, I can... And I think this is a big difference between, like, you look at high-level play, where people are like, cool, I'm going to lifesaver this person and pull them back onto this point. They've already activated, and now they're back on a point, and you can't reach them. Uh, and you see plays like that in, like, high-level competitive play. Uh, you don't see that. You see, I'm going to lifesaver this person so they don't die, and then I'm going to pull them to space. And then afterwards, like, oh, man, I totally could have pulled them onto that point. 
Um, yeah. You got to be thinking about these types of things when it comes towards secures. And if you have put stuff like tools. that in your, <laughs> put up your tools. Um, your tools if you have man. stuff like that in your arsenal, then it, that also goes into dictating what secures you're taking, whether it be pay to flips or the standing secures. Lizard, lizard brain is monkey home. That is a secure card. Absolutely. Uh, I just saw that one. I used to run that card so heavy (laughs) just to be like, cool. Lizard walks in and just pushes everyone away. Uh, arguably pyrotechnics is a secure and extract card because power could just go in and just push people like crazy. Um, Uh, robbery. Great. Fucking blobs, belly flop. Yeah. Uh, juggernauts card, the long throw. Mm hmm. But I just feel like people just focus too much on how is this impacting my extract play, not my secure play. And I'm kind of curious what you guys think the reason for that is. Is Are people valuing extracts more than secures, and is that value misplaced? Sometimes. I think the thing with extracts is like, you're, it's almost like a race. Like, oh, I got to grab up as many as I can before they do. Um, instead of just being a little patient and turn one, one and two. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody always says, keep parity type of deal. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that race to grab up all the extracts seems a little, uh, I don't even know what's the word, a little more important at the moment, but it's detrimental to the secure game. Because if you get the one shot on somebody that grabbed up all these extracts, now you're screwed two ways. But I think focusing on a solid game plan of secures and then maintaining your extracts is also just as viable. Extract carrier is going to die. Like right. Later, exactly. Of course the game, like somebody's going down. It's very rare that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with, with secures, there's, there's a lot less game plan. For, you know, a pre, pre-game game plan, a lot more on the table, you know, who has to be where and, and when. I think extracts are flashier mm-hmm. and a lot swingier, right? Especially the ones that are multi-holds where, like like hammers or cubes, where you can have those things just stacked on top of somebody. I'd also like to give an honorable mention to Power of the Cosmos as a secure <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, though, is do you think if you were to start focusing on secures more than extracts, would that be beneficial to your gameplay or detrimental? I would say that it has been beneficial to my gameplay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't I, I extracts are important, but like extracts will resolve themselves over the course of the game. The the secures like you've got to understand like that. From the start of the game, before the from from the time you start thinking about what you're going to be playing until like the time the tournament is over that day or the event or game night or whatever it was, like secures were a huge part of that. Extracts were mm-hmm. like what we like played over, but the the secures are like what we like they, they're like the framework. They just like they lay everything out. They they really define the boundaries of the game we're going to be playing. Okay. So with that being said, then. Why are you reaching for the secures you're reaching for? Let's let's put a big old bow on this and explain the why of you okay. are bringing the secures you're bringing. Um, so right now in Black Order, I am bringing demons downtown 
intrusions, and cosmic invasion. I am running demons because I literally am trying to encourage people not to score points. I want the slowest game possible. Intrusions is a, a similar one. Uh, intrusions is going to bring people to the middle line sooner or later. They're going to want to go and stand on those points. And I'm going to have more mobility than they will on them because I'm worried less about holding extracts. Like we're playing on their extract at this point in that game, most likely. And so they're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm just going to try and kill them because that's what Black Order does. It's like, you're trying to play a game. I'm trying to kill you. Let's go. And I want those games to last as long as possible. So I get more value out of Thanos' leadership. So I also want slow scoring scenarios and I like Cosmic Invasion because it's 16 threat. It is spreading the table out on a D-map, which I actually like a whole lot outside of playing into Web Warriors and some Sam Wilson lists. I think that being on a D-map with Black Order is a great place to be, especially in a, a more attrition-forward game. I dropped Gamma after Nova because I stopped playing the pieces that I was playing for my Gamma matchups. Because uh, after the changes, I dropped Malekith and I just kind of moved on from that cabal splash that I had in there. And um, I don't think that I want the, the fights at 15. So I also dropped researcher. I don't want those like central fights. I want to do something else. It's not that I can't, it's that I don't, uh, I don't think that I'm the apex predator at 15, like in those setups. Um, I can do a lot of damage, um, but the game's a lot dicier than I want it to be. So that's, that's why I run like that's like I don't know top level. Like I can get into more details, but that's that's the general idea of why I'm running the secures I'm running. Okay, and Joey, what about you? what about you, Freely? Let's say what's your primary list right now? It's... Um, I honestly don't have a primary at the moment. I can kind of <clears throat> I can kind of spitball with my sons. I guess that's okay. the most most games I've played. Um, so yeah, the the more spread out maps, like for example, I did end up throwing demons in it, but. We have uh, Cosmic Invasion for that as well, D-Maps, as we said. Because typically when I, when I run them, I like the range control. I can kind of keep my team centralized yeah. and kind of focus on which, which direction I want to go. Or either it's easy enough to rotate um, the entire map. Um, B's the same way. So I got a lot of range control. And I like uh, the flexibility of being able to choose <clears throat> which which flank I want I want to like you know focus more heavily on. Um, demons I got a little a little less experience on. I uh, th- this roster particularly had a, a handful of characters that were immune to incinerate, so that's why I threw that in there. Good catch, yeah. That's that's a big one for you, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, I you know I fought against it for the longest time. I, I was running. Um, it was either it was either Madman Infinity and Cosmic Invasion, or uh, Infinity Riots and uh, Madman. So yeah, I like um, th- those are the reasons. Like I said, I-, I like to be able to push people away at distance as much as possible um, and make them waste time trying to get back to me. That way, I can kind of it's never it's never a crazy score. Um, it's a it's a pretty slow slow going score. But I feel a lot more comfortable that way because they're not—they're not able to get to me. Um, but yeah, like I said, that—that that, that was for the—that was my main my main choices for uh, the Suns. Fair. 
And then I guess for me, it's very much leaning into my centerline pressure and abusing leadership and what my characters can do. I think like the gist of what we're getting at here is when you're looking at secures and trying to decide your secures, it's what can I leverage in my benefit? So we look at scoundrels with X-Force. I'm leveraging that cover in my favor and against my opponent. I'm going to get cover and they're probably never going to get cover from the scenario. Um, Joey's leveraging demons where he's got a bunch of incinerated immune and opponents probably don't have as much as he does. So he's like, I could stand on this point and score it and not get punished by it. Um, Sam, you're leveraging. Um, kind of blending the difference between the two of you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want slow scores and I'm, I'm leveraging like a little bit of like feeling kind of apex predatory. Uh, I also mm-hmm. like 19. Like 19 and 16 are comfortable values for me. So like even when I can't control like whether or not I'm going to pick my secures or not, right? Like if you give me my secures, then I'm still going to have a little bit of say over the the potential threat of the game. Like I'm not running a secure where I'm like, I don't like that point value. That's why I'm not running Extremis because I don't like 17 all that much. Like I'll play at 17. I have 17 teams that I like just fine. I don't necessarily have a 17 extremist team that I think is like the best 17 extremist team. Yeah. I, I think it really just comes down to what can I leverage in my favor and actually taking a look at secures and not just being like, yeah, these are fine. I'm, they're secure. They don't matter. I care more about my extracts anyways. Yeah. Um, and and it's more of like, like actually paying attention to why you're playing them and looking at where can I leverage advantages and disadvantages for my opponent and where can I uh, advantage uh, threat value. I think threat value is a big one for secures. And it's like, am I forcing a widespread? Am I getting close to only having like 19s and 18s? Uh, stuff like this is a uh, pain to that threat. And of think- course, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you, you can finish that thought because mine's kind of a, uh, a segue. I was just going to say, and of course, the whole pay to flip versus standing secure conversation. Those are all important. Um, I, I think, so the thing I want to talk a little bit about is, you know, securing for disadvantage, right? So like kind of trying to meta call your secures, if you will. So I feel like things don't want to be spread out right now. I feel like a lot of what's happening are synergies that want to be close together, right? So like inhumans, they, they have more options, right? Cause they can do like the, the pass and play or whatever, where it's like the, <laughs> you run past somebody and throw them a power or take the power that you need from them. And then, you know, finish going where you're going to do what you want to do. Um, like X-Men though, X-Men kind of have that range five bubble where they, they want to be close to each other. And I think like, you can get some of the, that going on a D map. But I think that if you're concerned about playing into in humans, you can bring pay to flips and try to spread them out on something like a D map. And I think if you're concerned about going into Scott X-Men, right? The trouble is they'll just pivot to Storm on you. But if you're worried about going into Scott X-Men, then again, spreading them out is something they don't necessarily want to deal with. Now, Web Warriors love spreading out. Yeah. They don't want to be... Uh, arguably, they're okay being pulled together now because they got freaking Daredevil that I can flex over to. Um, but I think, like, honestly, like, this is like one of the biggest reasons why I love X-Force right now is I don't care... I don't care if I'm on D. I don't care if I'm on B. I don't care if I'm on E. Uh, <laughs> I, well, guess what? We're going to put you on K. Fish, blue fish. Uh, 
like because like like my leadership. How is the front of the back been, feel? How does that feel running up there without having to look at anybody's butts? Man, like like Sam Sam can Sam can attest to this. Like I message him at least once every other day. We're like, I feel like I'm being the bully. Uh, like I feel so bad right now. Like it's like it's okay. You're playing cable. Uh, you're you're on your year long Forrest Gump run right now. The people are yeah, just basically. gonna like like you're gonna turn around in a year and you're gonna be like, okay, I want to go home. I I'm home now. <laughs> but it's like, like us, like one of the biggest things I love about X Force right now is like, I don't care if you spread me out because all my characters punch above their weight class, like insanely yeah. punch above their weight class. I don't care if you put me on a close secure because I have shields and the likes of Colossus, which is just going to eat everything. Come on, Corvus, I'll let you eat Colossus. That's fine. Golly, we'll really just take I you out next. No. Uh, like, <laughs> like, 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 X Force literally like does not care. I think another one that doesn't care really is like a Web Warriors Defenders with Daredevil as a secondary leader. Uh, that's insane because I can go spread, I can go close. I don't care because, and I guess something that you should be looking at when you're building lists right now is how much do you care about the spread versus the um the close? And yeah. if you're very focused on, I can't handle a spread. Well, maybe that's where you should be flexing uh, part of your list towards. So I got a question on another, like kind of going into all this with the secure versus extract business. When you or your opponent, how do you find it typically when they win priority? What do they typically go with? Uh, they look at my list and they say, I don't want to play any of these. Um, and that's one of the best feelings. Like I, I, I I'm also running some stupid ass scenarios. I'm running paranoia <laughs> senators, and generally uh, speaking, though, the people oh, that okay. you have, like, if you were to win priority, what do you typically, what do you typically go for? Uh, I typically go for my secures um, because I want to have my center line pressure, and I, cause I think that's where X Force is like super strong. Is they apply so much center line pressure. And typically people are playing extracts that I don't really care because I'm one of those people who we talked about earlier where I am <laughs> focusing on my secures and abusing the crap out of my advantages on secures. What about you, Sam? What's the question again? I'm sorry. T- typically, so um, so for yourself, no, if you if you <laughs> if I so Touché. I'm always looking I'm always looking at both so first thing one of my first questions is like what are your reds and blues like i, I just want to yeah. i just want to know what what you've got so if i win the priority role i just want to look at them and yeah. and see what they've got and then uh, overlap is usually what i'm looking for i'm looking for overlap first of all and i'm looking for is there anything that i do not want to play against is there a threat value or a map style that i just don't want to play so it's like spider portals mutant madman like those are usually ones for me where I'm like, I'm going to pick my secures or um, if, you know, all of, if all of our secures are the same, then I'm going to pick my extracts, things like that. Uh, but but so generally, generally speaking though, on average, would you, do you, would you say you pull, if you had priority, do you pull your secures or extracts? Uh, honestly, it, it's, it's really close for me. Um, really? Maybe a slight edge to secures. Okay. I would say well, so same with me. And most of the time when it's on the other side, when somebody else wins priority, basically what I'm getting at is like what we've been talking, most people like have all these crazy plays set up for extracts. Mm. 
But everybody wants their own secures whenever they get priority. <laughs> so that to me that 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 that's ask the question. It's like why why do you have all these crazy plans for extracts and not secures? I think some of those crazy plans are because I mean. Uh, I don't know how if this is still true, but I think that the the meta has been if you didn't have something that was a safe grab, you were going to go down on points and pieces very quickly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not quite the case as much as it was. And for the sounds of Dizzard, it's just taken another form, right? It, it's no longer Battle Kitty, and now it's friggin' X Force. X Force. Like you, like Guardians is still there, right? Like Cosmic Ghost Rider didn't go anywhere, so there's still going to be plenty of cases where you can just get yourself in a in a hole really early by not having a safe grab. So just for for your information, a uh, little little lore here. Uh-huh. Um, when Cable was first introduced, he was called the Warrior Cable. We now have the Warrior Cable. <laughs> <laughs> He has the warrior keyword. <laughs> uh, Joey, one other thing on, on that point would be that I think that picking crisis is one of the hardest things you can do. Like that, that might be the hardest part of roster construction is actually picking the crises that you're going to bring with that roster. And so I think that a lot of people make suboptimal decisions based off of crises that they like or that they think they know how to play on. And they, I, 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 maybe I'm looking for those as well, where it's like, I understand that you, you can't possibly be that great at playing like this one, one or more of your secures, then we're going to play on your secures unless they're really bad for me. And so that, that's another one where I, I think that, I mean, if we can do something for people with this, I would say like, if you don't know what you're good at, just put stuff in rotation until mm-hmm. you're like, okay, uh, keep track of your games. And they'd be like, wow, it turns out I'm really good at uh, Infinity Formula. I've, I, like, I've, I've, I've never lost a game on Infinity Formula with this list. You should probably lock that one in. And they're like, okay, now this, is, this one is for you. And then rotate the other ones until you, you get a feel for the things that you think you're actually good at. Um, I think one of the big things is staying away from the groupthink. Um, you see all these yeah. Yeah. fan servers, and they're like, oh, this team should be playing this, this, and this. Um, or I'll hop in and say, hey, guys, we should be playing Senators as X-Force because people have to grab a point, and then they can't move, uh, which means I can now obliterate them and just take their secu- their extract with whoever. Um and then people come and say, but Senators is too fast for X-Force. Um, play, play it. I just want to play, play an it. all-stealth demon to you so bad. <laughs> it don't matter because I get in range three anyways. I know. No, you get there. You get there quick. I know. But but it's, it's very much just like you you that you fall into the group think and you, you potentially lock yourself out of an option that you might have been onto something. So if somebody tells you, hey, this is a bad idea, uh, Listen to it, probably take try it. Of it <laughs> but take it with a grain of salt and try it anyways, because we don't get anywhere and we get stuck in stale metas if people aren't trying stuff. Yeah, that's a huge don't, point don't for Ross Or do. And then eventually <laughs> you get paid off in three years. But like beating your head against the wall <laughs> is, is also like just 
like you can do more harm than good to yourself with that, right? So if you keep or, throwing in, or or you uh, do it for three years and then AMG gives you. I'm a not. I'm not talking about an affiliation. Ticket. I'm talking about a crisis selection <laughs> in your roster. I'm talking about bringing mutant madman oh, oh, okay. in every single thing that you bring. You know, for one reason or another. He's like, oh, I just like it. It's cool, but like, if you don't enjoy your games on it and you're losing them, like maybe mutant madman like shouldn't. Like try something else next week. Like don't don't yeah. bring that one just because you like it. I don't know anyone who says that for what it's worth. I'm not like trying. Like <laughs> you have not been seen, whoever you are, who does that. But uh, I mean, I can in the story are all fictional. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, there's are. there's some stuff I want to hit that we got in listener questions from uh, okay. Almageddon. Um, like this one sounds really cool. Also, it's sort of a Crimson Dynamo is an expert in ease. People use people group up for his beam, close for disruption field, and his lack of movement doesn't really matter. Are there any other specialists for other shapes? Oh, interesting. Like web warriors mm-hmm. on these shapes. Because um, I think I think long moves and. Pushes. I think a big one is medium base, medium move. Lizard, yeah. Beast, yeah, Colossus, um, Mr. Long Sinister. Move. Long move, small base. Hella. As well. long, yeah, long move, small base. Anything with that type of stuff is really, really good on a B shape because they can go to your opponent's B shape. And if they're a tanky person, well, now they're not dying. Uh, and something toad. fun. Don't forget Toad. To- toad. Toad's cool. Um, but something cool with Sinister that people still sleep on and I think is underutilized is using Mr. Sinister in a Healing Factor team and force extracting mm-hmm. to get three tokens and then just running him to your opponent's B and saying, I have damage reduction three. Good luck killing me. <laughs> um, Asgard too. He's fun in Asgard for the same reason. Because everyone yeah. has some... Healing Factor, effect, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't know why Sinister isn't played as much. Like, see, I always look at him. And I'm like, man, I want to play Sinister, and then I'm not playing a list that Sinister makes sense. Um, this is power economy and is, the cost it, of that beam. And the only time I played Sinister where it actually felt like really, really good was under Malekith because I just like kill something, pass the power to Sinister, and now he's glorious. I might try Inhumans with Sinister. That might be something I want to try. I, I have played tons of fun games with Sinister, and I have been just absolutely rolled by Sinister as well. Like <laughs> yeah. summoning in his own little Luke Cage bodyguard and just like. <laughs> <laughs> <That's horrible. laughs> uh... Like, you can't stop it. Like, if he's going to do that stuff and you can't stop it, like, all right, it happens. But. Uh, I think that's like a big shout is the medium base, medium move, medium base lawn move. So ASM and Angela, uh, mm-hmm. they got some pretty sneaky crap that they could do on secures. Um, like ASM and, and Angela technically uh, ASM is better because one can pass him a power and he could like literally lawn move jump. Um, yeah. He has to end one and then like grab something and get back to your, to your side. And it's nuts. Uh, it's a lot of reasons up there too. Angela's crazy because Angela's got the the teleport and the bonus frenzy attack thing that she can do. So like you can yeah. get like all the way from like I've gotten all the way from one meteors like like side all the way to the other. It was an old map, so it was just a C, but mm-hmm. that was an amazing like once probably once in a lifetime <laughs> experience. <laughs> but to, to answer the question, specialists for other shapes specifically. Uh, a lot of it just comes down to medium base, medium move, uh, because they the world is their oyster um, in all reality. 
outside of that, I, I really don't know other than like Shuri being great to push people off or something with similar effects like uh, impact webbing or uh, Gwen could take an impact web and then just pull somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody who has any like uh, Prime uh, is great to just pull people. Cosmic Ghost Rider is great as a secure to just like pull people and then murder them. Um, so that's that's really all I have for like specialists and other shapes. You guys have any other shouts? I don't think so. I knew uh, Hulkbuster with his uh, large base hit and run. He's he's pretty good on secures as well. Yeah, he can he's bounce around quite a bit, especially on the F maps. Hulkbuster is super fun in convocation with that. His oh, he's fun everywhere, man. <laughs> The medium move large base, I guess, is uh, an interesting one. I mean, usually it's more for extracts, but like you can position him uh, a medium move, medium move, large base character central on a D map, and they are mm-hmm. or an E, and they're immediately contesting that. And then if mm-hmm. you're on a D map, they can reach either of the corners as well, which yep. is that's a that's a lot of movement to manage. Uh, so far as Actual, like, no. I mean, Crimson Dynamo's silly amazing. Uh, tax effects on Peta Flips are kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like Deadpool, Rogue, Loki, Loki, anything like that where... And just, saps, yeah. Mm-hmm, you're just draining out their energy. <laughs> Firewall from Pyro. <laughs> yeah, Nova. yeah, yeah, right? Root, Root. Oh, you know who else has, has Root? Carnage. Sinister. Carnage, yeah. Carnage has root on tactics card. Yeah, so right. good. Hey, come on, bring bring Carnage on a tactics card. Secure focus card. tactics card. Let's go. Um, <laughs> another question from Almageddon was differences between what's good on B's and D's as well as season E's. Um, and that really just comes down to season E's. You want tanky stuff. You want stuff that's going to survive, or you want stuff that's going to be so aggressive that it doesn't matter how tanky you are. Um, I think B maps <laughs> have have a unique, um, not like requirement, but like if you can bring a long teleport, like a mothership or a brothership, or even like a, a pentagram or a bifrost, I think that those mm-hmm. those things are amazing on B shapes to to keep yourself able to you know, remain relevant because the the B is such a wide divide between those two pillars. On the left and the right, it's like it's like you're taking a whole turn off if you're trying to get from one column to the other. And that's something to keep in mind, especially when you're going back into like activation order, like we talked about early on. Like you can you can burn activations that way if you're trying to <laughs> kill time. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, Joey, you got anything? Any shouts? Uh, no, I sure don't. Okay. And then we have Nick E. For secures, what is a top secure that everyone takes who thinks they're good at, but most teams really aren't good at? Researcher is a secure for this question. <laughs> well, kind of got that one. Got that one out of the way. <laughs> I mean, we, we hit it, though. Like, Madmen. Like, everyone thinks they're decent yeah. at Madmen, but are they really? Probably not. Well, is it is it Madman per se, or is it the B map in general? I think it's the B flip that that is like what gets people. 
I think, yeah, Kingpin kind of made it so that people realized that not everyone was good at Infinity. Because, like, yeah. Kingpin mm-hmm. teams on Infinity are just, like, <laughs> yeah, stupid. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's – if there is just one, it's probably Mad Men. Um, I think that there's an honorable mention here for, uh, like, E-shapes in general, where, like, everybody thinks that they can brawl. Yeah, that's fair. And then let's see. Their other question was for community building. What is a good list or team based on the new core that experienced players could use or bring against people who just got into the game? The new core. I was gonna say, yeah, you can build a ton of teams. <laughs> just, just, just yeah, rock the core box. Just, just play the core. I mean, can you make a shield team out of the the new core? Is, yeah. is Cap Cap Shield Bucky's Shield right? So mm-hmm. Widow is and it Widow Shield too? Widow, Widow, yeah, Widow. yeah. So like, I I say just bring the new core and like, if you're gonna bring in something else, maybe bring Luke Cage, but don't bring Heroes for Hire. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> new players, I don't know because that's uh, Heroes for Hire is such a like brutal. Oh, give like, it to your opponent. Give to your you. opponent. Give your okay, opponent sure. heroes. There you go. Uh, I don't know. That new Zemo is just bonkers. I love the subtlety of, of him. I yeah. love the gun. Like, yeah. The clue gun. The gun is so freaking good. <laughs> Get a clue. <laughs> like, I want to run him in X-Force, but he's also not giving me any, like, extract bonus, and that's why I'm, that's why I splash his extract bonus people. So. I I think he's neat as a four threat. I feel like he's a lot. He's infinitely less splashable than the old yeah. Zemo because he has a leadership yeah. four threat. But like, glue like, gun, okay. you'll want to run him as his extra, or as but, the leader. But, but glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough huffing glue. All right. Uh, well, we were going to talk a little bit about the core box on this, and I kind of just want to. I don't think we need to go too deep into it. I really just want to know what's your guys's like biggest hit and your biggest miss oh interesting oh biggest hit for me is doc ock and what is it today is our day or our day or whatever that tactic card is so cool to me yeah super mission objective Uh, like let's go yeah yeah um and miss like miss is in something like that you're not like super hyped about Sure. Or something that you think was just not done right. Like it could be something that oh. you're super bummed about or something that like if you think everything's good and it's just something that you're like, meh, whatever. I'm honestly not overly hyped about Ultron. To be some I think you're high. To like, be honest. Ultron Ultron is a <laughs> monster. I mean, he, I mean he's, he looks cool but... with bow. Uh like he looks cool like, and everything, but I'm just, I like his grunts don't, don't do anything. I like they're just there to fight. Just like they're there to blow up. Like they're and blow, blow up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah I think that'd be my thing. My, uh, I don't know. So new cap is the thing that like scares me the most. Like making wild triggers that accessible seems like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call it a miss. Because that's going to be really fun, but my goodness, like that's that's a thing that that makes me like just I I I don't like playing Avengers just in general. Like that's not that's not my mojo. But man, they like him and 
and Thor, right? Just constantly getting the throw and the stag, and, and in theory, also landing the stagger. The stagger with yeah. a lot more yeah, frequency buddy. because you're adding that that extra damage in. And then uh, I think that uh, oh man, I had a really good one and I lost it. I got confused by uh, Mackinac Square tokens. That's all. That's dude. All that has been. <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I pulled that. I pulled that sheet out. I think it's awesome. I think it, it, it's super clean token sheet. Okay. I'm like maybe I'm a little too hyped on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love these tokens, man. It's kind of uh, cool how they put general um, secure, you know, objective tokens in there too. You don't have to have like 15 different ones depending on which scenario you're playing. I mean, I love I love the flavor of that, but yeah. I did stop bringing them all uh, like a year ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like ah, oh, yeah, probably not. Probably not. I, I. So I guess like if I have like one like knock, it's that we're seeing like the second and third versions of a lot of these characters, and we're seeing yeah. the second and third leader for a lot of their affiliations, where like. And maybe even more in some cases where it's like, well, we could have probably had something a little fresher <laughs> in the mix here. But yes, he uh, so my head. oh, that's what it was. My 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 miss my miss was that uh, what's Red Skull's like disco pose was the first one that I thought of, <laughs> and then the next one that I thought of is that Doc Ock can't play well eight plants. Like that seems Dude, such a bummer. I, man. I just don't I'm like so it when, on that. when the character specific card can't be played by the other version of the character. Like, I have, do you think I they'll change that in this game? I have bias, right? Because man, I sure would love to play pentagrams with that dude. But that's fair. Okay, hit. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm like Nigel from the Muse cast has me super high on New Widow. Like she is. Like being able to I'll have a four threat that I can drop a secure or drop an extract where I wanted to go was huge. Uh, on top of stealth mm. and her just being she like able to eat a lot of hits. Um, I'm running her over my grunt character right now for X Force as a test. I might go back to Electra, but I don't know yet. Um, so hit is probably like Black Widow. Like just like he looks like the most fun Black Widow to play out of all the Black Widows. Um, yeah, no question about it. And then Miss. And the reason why I asked is the fact that Ultron can play old Age of Ultron. I don't think we need a five thread oh. being able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Good stuff. Like that yeah. is insane. Okay, so I'm playing I am playing a brand new it's player. So arbitrary. Just picked up this, this is brand fun. new no, this is fun. brand this new is core fun. box and I'm playing Ultron. And then all of a sudden they like feel so excited because they just destroyed this what fifteen, sixteen health monster. What is he? He's eight and six. Oh, and I want to change my answer to Nick's question. What should a, what should an experienced player play against a new player? The old core box. The old core box. Cool. Um, <laughs> but it's like Ghostwriter has been able to do it for some time. I thought CGR couldn't actually play um, uh, Deal with the Devil. I don't think he can. Yeah, I don't think CGR can. I think play it says Ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, but like my my thing is like I uh, this is a core box and like if I'm playing and I'm like my opponent's like brand new to the game and I'm playing Ultron I'm playing Age of Ultron because why wouldn't you and then does they that come in the core box this. 
I don't think it does, but I would bring it oh, okay. because I have it. And that <laughs> That's not part of the core box. Uh, <laughs> you are a bully. Look at this bully. He's just like, I might as well put cable in there too. Um, but then I'm just like, I might as well, right? But Akira beats a good point. Ultra needs to compete with Hydra School as an insane Cabal 5. Now it's a conversation. I agree with that. Um, it does make him like in question of like, what is he doing? I would even say that Ultron is a better 5 than Red School. Because of the fact that one, he can bring himself back to life, and two, he has bow, um, and he's going to have the power to play everything he needs to, and he's just not going to die. I'd rather see Red School than this Ultron. This Ultron looks pain in the ass to play against. Um, but I guess, I guess, if we don't want to do cards, um, do you bring secure grunts or unkillable machines? You bring unkillable machines because <laughs> at the end of the day, Red School still Take dies, and the grunts are going to disappear. Um, honestly, uh, biggest miss is probably Crossbones still. Like, yes, he's a little better than current Crossbones, but really, he just still seems kind of like a meh. Like, what outside of the core box, I don't really see myself playing Crossbones. Slow moving characters are just always yeah. sad. There's always a like, it's like single tier whenever I see that, <laughs> that like <laughs> short movement. It's like. That's fair. <laughs> Overall, though, like seeing like people like put up these models, these sculpts are insanely good. And the models like, are incredible. Like I'm so happy that we now have generic secure and extract tokens. Um, I haven't gotten my box yet. I heard they're not the best, but they're okay. It's and, your typical yeah. cardboard token. Uh, but I have super but... tokens. I have I have three printed super tokens for that. Uh, right. <laughs> accuser. Yeah. Accuser says best model in the box. Go uh, Black Widow. Like, no. like the yeah, kicking the old drawn ground. That is such a sick pose. It is cool, but that I don't know. That's the up there with the Colossus hand for me. I feel like it's like like love it or leave yeah. it kind of a thing. Like, okay, it's like, I think okay. the old drawn grunts are sick. <laughs> okay, no, actually, really in all honesty, I probably like Doc because it's the Doc that everybody has always wanted. Yeah, absolutely. If it ain't him, I'm not gonna lie. I think the uh, Ultron grunts. <laughs> They're pretty I'm awesome. Say crossbones. I love that that crossbone sculpt is. is I do that like that sculpt for crossbones, sculpt. but I hate like that he's a slow that, mover. That's crossbones. You know what I mean? Like, the, like they like captured the energy perfectly. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, like another thing that I'm not really too much of a fan of, and I might be alone in this, but I'm not really a fan of the new art style for like the the characters on the cards. It just looks too cartoony for me. Oh, come on, Dad. It's fine. It looks good. <laughs> some of them look great. But we, some all of them, like, we all complained about the original cards, though. Like, come on. Like, I did, there, and there's I like a the few originals. of those. I no, like the original. People complain. All right, maybe you're, you're one of the rare few. Like, the, I don't like like Crossbones art. I'm like, he looks like... His he, nose it look makes weird. me think of... I don't, it makes me think of Marvel United, and I don't like that style. Hmm. I mean, Marvel United is a lot more cartoonish than these. These guys are yeah. like, they look like comic books. Like, they're like... Do they? Do they? I, I, I like Black Ultron's. Ultron's is, Ultron's is sick. Black Bolt looks like a comic book. Okay. Well, let's do one more question about the new core box. Uh, Crossbones, some guy in a Bane cosplay. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, what? Do you think oh, yeah, actually, uh, Captain Marvel's going to hit hard? Or do you think she's going to take off at all? The new Marvel? I, I think so. I think people are super hyped for her. Um, so I, I think so. I, I personally she don't care for wild. her, but yeah. I don't. I also don't care for Captain Marvel as a character in general. Yeah, um, that's that's one hundred percent why I'm on the same boat. 
I think one of my other big hits, though, is the map shapes and the layouts on the Crisis card. I was pumped about that, but I'm also annoyed because I have that 3D printed card holder for my, for each Crisis card. <laughs> no. I got to get another one printed. <laughs> yeah, but I already got my guy working on it, so we're good. Nice. I want to talk Armageddon's <laughs> question from the week before before we uh, call this. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Work. All right. So if you're playing somewhere, so his question is, how about this? Where I play, we don't use chess clocks. What would you suggest for both managing my own time well and politely trying to manage my opponent's time as in get them to play faster? Well, I use a chess clock app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't necessarily throw it in their face uh, right away. Um, I, I do it for myself, especially when I'm just playing games because I want to understand how the time is being used in the game. And I, I'm very lax with it. Like half the time, it's just something for me to do on my opponent's turn is to be like, oh, there's a clock running. That's right. I forgot to switch that over to them. <laughs> switch it over I, to I'm going to interrupt, Sam. I'm going to interrupt. Yeah. Every time I have played against you on a clock, I have flipped your clock more than you have. Golly, yeah. It's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put my tokens by the clock or I will just like not use it at all. I have to put my activated tokens right next to the clock. Um, and that way, like whenever I'm reaching for the activated token, I'll hit it, put my token on, yeah. and we're done. If I don't do I, that, yeah, it's terrible. I think you bring up a good thing though, where it's like, like if you want to do something like this, it's literally just bring in either go get a clock off of Amazon or get a clock app on your phone and just be yeah. casual with your opponent and say, Hey, I'm trying to get better about playing on clock. Do you mind if we play yeah, with the clock exactly. on this game? We don't have to adhere to the clock rules. I just want to see how much time I am using on my turns. And if you phrase it like that, most people are not going to have an issue with it. And worst thing that they'll say is, do you mind just keeping it on your side of the table? Because I don't really want to see that and I don't want to deal with it. Um, cool. And then, it's yeah. For me. That, like, it's for me, not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if they it can also care, be for you if you yeah. want it to be for you, but it doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be for you. And more often than not, people are like, you know, that's actually an interesting idea. I kind of want to see how much time I'm using as well. Uh, when you phrase it that way and you phrase it in a friendly manner of just trying to improve how you're playing the game, uh, more often than not, they're just for it. Um, now, what you don't want to do is show up to a game and just plop a clock down on the table without saying anything and set it up. Yeah, and, and then just demand that we, every play. Turn. we just demand that we play on this clock <laughs> even though there's no clocks at this event. Just be like, no, we're playing on this clock. But I don't Sam, want salty. to play on. I'm still salty. <laughs> I punted to Webware's and I lost to it twice. <laughs> you lost to the clock, that's all. It wasn't Webware's, it was the clock. clock. I mean, I, I lost to uh, <clears throat> I lost a couple of close games and then, well, I lost a close game, and then I was hung over the next day. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That one, that one didn't so. go so hot. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover or say before we close this out? Yeah. Do you feel people should stick to the no proxy base one movement one range tool in casual games to get a feel for the competitive environment? I do. What? I think that like knowing how to eyeball stuff is a skill. Oh. Well, and it's not even that. It's in the book. So it's not even necessarily a competitive thing. <laughs> So like I don't if if you and I are playing a game and we need to understand if something fits somewhere like conceptually well like let's measure that out and see like like yeah. but like not like necessarily from your model's current position will your model make it from point A to point B the way that you want it to yes or no that's eyeballing we should eyeball that because that's what the rules tell us to do if you want right. to actually know if a model can go from range 1 
of a like home D point to one of the flanks, right? Like, yeah, measure that out either with a proxy base or with like the models you're going to use and like, just understand what that does. So I think that's something that you can measure like before, during, or after a game, but I don't mm -hmm. think that you want to just like open it up to let people measure whatever, but like, I didn't play war machine, which I guess is where a lot of this like proxy base and pre-measurement like stuff comes from the players love mm -hmm. it. And the devs for AMG did not apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I, I very much i I played War Machine and I played pretty much every other game that does not allow pre measure. Like shoot, like Infinity okay. is like 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 if you not in range and you declare an attack, you just don't get the attack. You're just you wasted an action. And you just automatically miss. Uh, and you. So, just I mean, X Wing was like that. Like, yeah, it's it's and it's super interesting because you get so used to. Um, biggest thing I can say is like find landmarks. Um, and it, reps is a big thing, but if you don't have time for reps yeah. and you're trying to like casual games, it's the time to do it. And I do this a lot of times when I'm trying to learn a new list and learn what my ranges are of everything is I'll ask my opponent, like, this is what I want to do. And then I say, but do you mind if I see this just to see if this would work? But I'm going to do the other plan because that's what I'm committing to. But I want to see if yeah. I'd also be in a range to do this and just have that conversation with your opponent. Uh, this also comes back to having the conversation with your opponent before the game even starts of what type of game yeah. is this? Am I playing a game to prepare myself for a tournament? Then no, I'm not going to be doing proxy bases. I'm going to play the rules. I'm not going to do no take. I'm not going to do take backs. I'm going to play it as if it was a tournament because I'm preparing for a tournament. If I'm playing just a weekday and I'm just hanging out. And then I'm like, yeah, take that back, man. Like that, that was suboptimal. That didn't happen. Let's reverse the clock. Um, stuff like that. Uh, it's very much like, what are you getting from this game? And it's like, I would rather me and my opponent gain something either learning a new thing by taking something back and learning that that decision wasn't great and having a clean board state of the most optimal decisions in a casual game. That way we're prepared for that competitive game. That's so funny. I think I only play casual games then. Because like when I'm doing like competitive practice, I'm way more interested in the, the what ifs and like let's try this stuff and, <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> and in my like oh. my casual games, I'm just like, what if I just ran at you and tried to attack you and I don't care about like take backs and well, stuff? There was, like that. <laughs> there was a long time where like like that's how I was and when I play competitive, I'd be like, No man, you could take that back and I got burned too many times. By letting my opponent mm -hmm. take back, and then they deny me the take back, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not yeah. opening myself to that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And no I'm mercy. Just like, like, and there was like a time when Joey and I were playing. Uh, the last last time we played at uh, Battleground, where he's like, oh my god, I shouldn't mm -hmm. have done this, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm gonna crush your soul. <laughs> like, uh, wow, you are a bully these days. Holy smokes, who is this? Oh, that guy? was before. That was before. <laughs> was that the one before? Yeah, that was no. It was it was at battlegrounds, but that was before changes and all that stuff. I'll let yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. take back almost yeah. anything so long as we haven't moved on like too far. Like, if, I, oh no, no, no! It was it was unwinded. If we have, to it was, it was, to if we have to <laughs> yeah, that was a whole different scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like clearly I shouldn't have put that guy there, and we had already moved into his turn, so there was okay, no. And like, then I was like, and I just one shot strange, and that shouldn't have happened. But like, uh, <laughs> like, I've had people like walk to the center of the table and like pick up an old Galian ship core and be like, "Well, here we are." <laughs> like, I, I, like there's no time and place though. But it's like if it's a if it's a casual game, I'm all for it. Like, I'll play people all the time, and I'll just like mm -hmm. if I, like we go into it like this is a casual game. We're just having fun. 
or we're preparing for a tournament and we're like, we want to see this, the optimal play, then absolutely. I'm just like, cool. Like, go ahead and do this because I want to see how this op- more optimal play would affect my play style and mm-hmm. would affect my play lines because the more I see those optimal play lines, it helps me out for when I'm actually playing in a tournament. That's fair. I'm also a bully. I mean, I I play most games like that. Uh, Takebacks in tournaments are a little... I, I mean, I'd be a liar if I wasn't like <laughs> they they bother me. Like it's it's something where like I won't even ask for it most of the time. I won't like, either. Yeah, there's no way. Like I I will I will almost just do stuff that's like obvious and like non consequential for the game. Mm-hmm. But like I really don't like when it's like my personal pet peeve is I think like measuring a move out completely and like moving it and they'd be like, no, I'm going to go back. And that, that's one for me where it's like, uh, like that's a level of take back where like, I'm not very comfortable with. That. I had one called on me where as soon as I put the tool out to do the throw, um, person was like, you have to do this throw now exactly as a tool is. Cause by the rules, as soon as the tool is laid, the throw is performed in that direction. Uh, you're not supposed to put the tool. Oh, out you mean like the, the, the towards or away tool. Yeah, as, no, as soon as you put the tool for the direction of the throw, that yeah. is the throw you're going for. Um, and someone was like, no, you're, th- you're throwing now. And I like, I literally just put the tool on the base to make sure it was in there properly. <laughs> but no, now I have to throw this direction. That makes no sense at all. Um, so yeah, I, I people have made me just a mean asshole, I guess, when it comes to miniature gaming. That's, that's a good thing I just laugh in people's face about. Yeah, same. Like, Absolutely. On, that's, that's why you're here today. Like, I don't. I bet you that I person lost that game too, didn't they? No, I lost because of that throw. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't want to beat. That was that, that was way. a game ending. That was a game ending thing. Like where it was like, if I made the throw and I collided it with the character I was trying to collide no. it with, then it was like. I I, I yeah. I'm sorry. Like that's not the way I want to win. Like if I walked home with the trophy, the first place trophy from that event that day, I don't walk home feeling like I won first first place. I feel right. like, like I let somebody be an idiot or I like yeah. forced someone to do something they didn't want to do. <laughs> and it's like, that's not, that doesn't feel like winning to me. This isn't winning. <laughs> not at all. That's just goofy. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up then closing thoughts right. on secures core box. And I guess not being a dick or being a dick. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go first. I am, yeah. I am, I'm against being a dick. Try mm-hmm. not to be a dick. Like, have okay. have fun. You're here to have fun. My my other last thought is, uh, I'm not going to get political in any way with this, but enjoy what you have while you have it. Like, this is a, a privileged hobby, and it's super fun. And I hope that you can enjoy it and enjoy things in your life that you can do stuff like this and enjoy it. And then uh, on like a less serious note, like, yes, cures. Uh, should start from like before turn zero, have an idea what you're going to bring for secures. And if you don't, then just start rotating through them and play whatever until you find things that you like or you're good at. And new core is cool. New Steve is going to be a menace. Also new Red Skull has like a reality gem for like your whole team. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Disco baby. <laughs> bring Corvus, he gets two. He gets two reality gems. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hydra. Calling my name. 
Uh, Joey. Oh, well, overall, the core box rules. I like it a lot so far. I haven't got to play any new characters except Doc Ock, but got a lot of plans for the new ones. I'm definitely hyped on it. All four thumbs up here. Uh, Secures? Yeah, definitely have a plan. Put as much effort into your extract plan as you do your secure plan. I guess is the easy way to put it. Find your find your strengths on it and rock those out. Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of echo what Sam said too. Just If you have no clue where to start, just start with the core box ones. Try those out and then kind of rotate from there. And yeah, don't be a dick because I'll probably win that. <laughs> wow. We're right. going to play that uh, game. We're playing that game. <laughs> core box cool. Can't wait to get mine. I'm excited to try some new stuff out. I might actually play Hydra as well just because Zemo is baller with a glue gun. Um, and also there's this whole line that accuser and everybody's been pointing out that you can, here's a way to play Gwynpool and play eight tactics cards in one game. And I just want to do that to say I did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, unlocked territory. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and then as far as secures, like they said, start at the core box, uh, play it until you are for sure. This is what you want to do at an event. And, use your game time to experiment and try things and don't fall into group think because it's the worst thing that you could do. Uh, and last but not least, don't be a dick, but don't get taken advantage of. That's fair. Yeah. It's a fair. All right. Okay. With that, we have been the rogue agents and you have been the listeners. Have a good night. Perfectly balanced. Touché.